Hello and welcome to the Coats Connections podcast today. We are live. We are here. Um, we are recording on a Friday, so we'll say happy Friday because this is when it will be released anyway. So we thank you all for joining us and we really thank our last uh, guests who came on the show and giving their differing uh, political perspectives on things. We have both the conservative and, and the democratic side, so we were thankful for that. My cousin Jimmy and my friend um, Xander Kujikaro, so we thank them for that. And we have a great show planned here today. It is a sweet show, and we are so welcome to have that here today because I am dying for sweets. I know Easter had just passed. We're recording this before Easter, but Easter would have just passed. So we love our peeps, our jelly beans, so we are here to learn all about the sweets as we welcome to the show my cousin Shannon Haggerty. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's always been wonderful having you as a cousin. And when you reached out about your podcast, I'm so honored. It's such an amazing thing you're doing. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much, Shannon. And it's been great to have you as a cousin, too. And you really helped me out here with the sweets that you started out here, too. <laughs> as like I was able to get give gifts and everything like that, because we would talk about you have your own company. So it's so awesome to have someone, you know, not just in my family, that's awesome, but like someone in the world who's starting their own business. And, you know, in the world of sweets, which is always fun to get get interested into, because, um, you know, I love Hershey and sweets and everything else. So let's get into this here. So, um, so we welcomed you to the show. So for the listeners out there that don't know who you are, let's say, who is Shannon? What can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, I am a sugar lover. <laughs> so growing up, I always had this love of cooking and baking, and that started from your aunt, my grandmom's Aunt Sandy, Grandmom Sandy. <laughs> um, she was always in the kitchen, and really she taught us that food meant family, and food meant coming together and celebrations, and from there, that love took me to working at our local bakery, Weinrich's Bakery, and I went on to study at the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, and initially went on for baking and pastry arts, decided to stay on because I was starting to question, well, why do these ingredients interact with one another? Baking is such a science, and I really wanted to get to the reasoning um, and how you can combine things and get better texture, better flavor. Um, so I stayed on for my bachelor's in culinary science, and after that, went on to work in New York City at Momofuku Milk Bar as their R&D chef and some other really fun opportunities like Goldfish and Milano's and it's been an amazing wild ride. <laughs> wow, I can tell that's like loaded. So, so can you talk about that? So you started at a bakery. So I know the Wine Art Bakery. Is that how it's pronounced? I think I've pronounced it. Yeah, Wine Riches. Okay, yeah. Wine Riches. Yes, because that is right near Willow Grove in the Willow Grove Mall, which is where yes. you're from, the suburbs of Philly. So how was that experience? And was there anything maybe in your childhood that or maybe that experience that led you to be more interested in sweets? Or were you always just like had a sweet tooth? Well, my first word was apple pie. I know that's technically two words, and I'm not making that up. Like, swear to goodness, <laughs> my parents say it. Like, I literally am not making that up. <laughs> um, so I've always loved eating sweets, but again, like, bringing back grandmom and coming into how she taught me to love food, but then working at Weinrich's, someone who was highly influential on my career was Stephen Weinrich. So the son of Mr. Weinrich, we called him, and Mrs. Weinrich, um, the two owners of the bakery, he taught me not only that food is love, and he also taught me how to be efficient and the business side of things, and I fell in love. I love the business side. I love decorating. I love baking, all of it. I really, really, really enjoy. Um, so he really pushed me 
to continue my education and go further and dream bigger and better things. Wow, and that's interesting. Like you come into the bakery thinking, like, oh, I'm just gonna um come here and I love the smell, so yeah. I'm gonna help out. And you say, I'm gonna get into the business side of things now. Like that was just so how so when that hit you, what what were you like? Like wow, like maybe I could do something with this with myself. Was that like kind of how it all happened? Yeah, you know, you always go into college thinking like I know a lot, like, cause <laughs> and then through your college experience, you learn, you learn, you learn, and then you think I know everything when you graduate, and then you kind of get your first job, and you're like, oh my goodness, I know nothing. <laughs> and so through that experience, I came in, you know, all cocky into Milk Bar in New York City, and just boom, crashed and burned. To be totally honest with you, I knew nothing and so I had to go back and actually work on the production floor um, with the just the production staff and it was such an amazing experience I learned what physical work really was um, doing it with them because we would be mixing batches of like 200 pounds of cookie dough or I mean mixers that were larger than me and so it just yeah it was very humbling just getting started I have to say and then most recently honestly I learned a lot more about business working for popcorners because we were I had the unique experience of being able to build an R&D department at that company and take it up from a lower level. I'm not going to say the ground level because they had a good start, but we were bought by an investment company and then ultimately by PepsiCo. Um, and so being a part of building a company up to the point where a larger company like PepsiCo is interested in you, I mean, you learn so much about business. Yes. And, and like I said, like that's just so, like, so awesome. Like how like you had like all these experiences and yeah. they just build off and they blossom into like everything you've been able to do. And it all started, like you said, when you said the words apple pie. But I'm surprised <laughs> about that. <laughs> I'm surprised about that because I thought it would be meatball and we'll talk about that later because your grandma my aunt Sandy she makes the best meatballs for everybody out there so I was surprised by that that it was not that but you know (laughs) but everybody got their passion you know in different ways so so talking about like that so when you were in high school studying and like in high school and you were deciding what to do with your life when did it when did you look into like the different pastry schools and how did you um like get on to the uh new york uh the culinary institute of america like how'd you get onto that thank you for asking that question because Mm -hmm. it was funny but i had so many people come up to me and say please don't go into cooking you're never going to make any money you're never going to be able to succeed and having a woman in the kitchen you're not going to be able to stand up for yourself or you're never going to be able to fit in because it is loud in kitchens and it's very intense um and you don't have weekends off or holidays and sometimes it's nights or mornings and it's kind of all over the place but i would strongly suggest if anyone loves food there are ways to make money in food it may not be the traditional chef route as i kind of went all over the place back and forward a little bit and juggled my way through it but definitely understand that no matter what career field you want to go in if you are dedicated and you have a hard-working personality you can make it happen you can find a way um so there will be a lot of naysayers out there um as you're going through your career and i'm only you know 12 years out of college so i can 
I mean, I don't even have as much experience as a lot of people out there, but in the limited experience I do have, um, I ultimately went to the Culinary Institute because I had traveled to different colleges and some of the things that I heard, it just, when I went there, I felt the energy, I felt the presence of the people who were there and the passion and going there, it literally not only looked like, but felt like the Hogwarts of culinary schools. It's like this big old castle and it's brick and it's kind of in its own little world. It's literally like a two mile radius campus. It's on the Hudson River. It's beautiful. And as you walk through the hallways, there are these large windows where you can look in and see the classes happening. And I just, I fell in love. Wow. That's awesome. So, so you went on, so let me just recap. So you went there like yeah. and checked it out and then you were just like, okay, like I really want to get into cooking, but I didn't know it was like this. Wow. And then is that why yeah. you saw it? Yeah. I was like, these are my people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves food as much as me. It just felt so passionate. Everybody felt so passionate going there. Yeah. And I could bet it probably was worth like a scene in Ratatouille, like where you get all the uh, aromas yes. and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and it's the only thing they do. They don't do any other degrees besides food-based degrees. They have Now they've expanded their bachelor's programs, but everything goes back and is related to food. So on weekends, we would literally like go to farmer's markets, the college kids, and we would buy food and just all cook for each other. I mean, it was such a cool experience. Yeah, I bet. Like, I, like, I kind of want to check it out now, too. I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, maybe not. <laughs> No, if but you do, let me know. I'd love to go up with you. Right? Like, oh my God. But that's so awesome. So when you were there, um, talking about like the uh, the pastry, like um, the chef, did you uh, realize you wanted to be a pastry chef there or were you like introduced to like other things with food too, like like maybe chicken or other, other things that you might, you know, be baking or making? Yeah. So I didn't realize how many different types of pastry chefs if that's a word, there were. I mean, there's fine dining, there's mass production, there's bakery, there's regular restaurant, cafe. Um, I was very confused. I didn't know. Um, and so I didn't really know for the first time in my life, like I didn't have a clear direction as to where I wanted to go. I just knew growing up I wanted to do baking and I loved food and I'm going to go here. And then I got to college and I was like, wow. I didn't even know about chocolates, to be honest with you. I had no idea how to make chocolates and honestly almost failed my chocolates class because my hands were so warm. I kept melting all the chocolates because <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> oh and so it's funny I'm doing that now because it's like looking back, if you had told me in chocolates class that I would be doing this like for money in the future i would tell you heck no like i was so happy to be done with chocolates class because i was so nervous and everything wasn't working and <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious because i know just like with myself like i know i have those like clammy palms so i don't know how i could handle yeah, chocolates so i don't right? know how you would handle <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh i learned God. gloves are my friend Gloves are your friend. <laughs> you know what? That's awesome because we, and we won't hold it past you that you're from PA with like Hershey, like Hershey, like chocolate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but really, like that's so interesting. So when you were in like these like these classes and stuff like that, like what were they? What were some of the things they had taught you to like bake or something that you had never thought before? That wow, they made this. I can't make this, or or maybe I can. Like when did you see like different things like that in there too? God, everything. I always thought like, okay, you know, you go and you buy a box 
a cake mix and you make a cake and then this was you know that's very basic but there are different styles of cake like there's genoise sponge and I mean we just learned all about the different intricacies of absolutely everything and one of the things I think that the CIA taught me was how to manipulate recipes so it wasn't just okay, you're going to learn how to make raspberry mousse. It was, okay, if you want to make a mousse with a different flavor, you may have to adjust, like, the gelatin or the heavy cream based on the ingredients because sometimes those interact with each other. And so it's that's what I really loved about it was it wasn't just here's a recipe, make it, okay, you passed. You know, here's your gold star, move along. It was really like, okay, now what are you going to do with it? Like, make me something from this recipe. And that challenged me, you know, growing up uh, originally in, like, Catholic school, it's more verbatim, you know, as you go along. And then you get to college, and you're like, wait, you want me to challenge you? Like, this is <laughs> this is strange. <laughs> um, no, but it was really good. I would say one thing that I was amazed with and still am, honestly, is ice cream, just because you're able to – achieve different texture in so many different ways. Like you have to be so precise with how much air you incorporate, how you incorporate the air, how the crystallization starts. Ultimately, that's how you get a creamy rather than like that gritty kind of icy texture. And the way you make it, you have to be very careful with the temperatures you reach or else you're going to curdle your eggs. And you can also impart so much flavor in it. And also everybody loves ice cream. And ultimately, I love making things people love because sharing that connection with people, I've never been able to do that outside of food. So it always amazes me. And I, yeah, and totally like food is always like the uh, the unifier of everything. Like you know, you have to love food, whether you're a vegetarian or anybody. Yes. <laughs> you just love food, and, and especially sweets. Like I don't know a person who doesn't love sweets. <laughs> we all love sweets. So yes, and, I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You'd be like, uh oh, you're maybe like sour. You're more of a sour patch people though, but they yeah, turn right. sweet. So okay. <laughs> But um, so when you were um like in New York, and that was probably like new from you, for, like I bet like coming from like a, like your Catholic school experience here in the suburbs of Philly to like going to New York. So so what was that like like living there for for a while like with the people in your classes and going into like some of the homework assignments that you might have had like how was that all yeah. like maybe with your roommates and stuff and making that in the uh, the rooms and dorms. Yeah, so homework assignments were really funny. Um, so you would have a board and buttercream, you'd go home and you'd pipe, um, <laughs> and you would then get graded on your piping skills, or like you'd be given some marzipan and you'd have to make a rose and come back with it the next day. Um, and then once you got into, of course, like the more bachelor classes, it was very, more, I would say more traditional homework assignments, but some weren't. Like they'd give us projects. They would say, okay, we want you to come up with an innovative product and a pathway to launch it and then you'd have to create the product because we were chefs we had to physically create it um, but we'd also have to talk about shelf life and all these other fun things um so it was more unique and honestly all even the history classes were revolving food so i was always interested which helped a lot (laughs) (laughs) except statistics they can only get so far with statistics and food um but talking about like coming from philly to new york it's different (laughs) You know, um, so my college was an upstate-ish, I mean, people from New York would get mad at me for saying that, but it's further north than New York City is, and um, it's not even close to upstate, but it's Hyde Park, New York, and it was a very beautiful town, 
And I would say nearby was Rhinebeck, and it was quaint and peaceful and quiet and um, almost a little bougie, if you will, (laughs) Uh, like fine restaurants and expensive clothing, and it was really nice. Um, And a lot of the kids, honestly, who went to my college had very different upbringings than I had, um, both good and bad, like um, just different. Were they bougie too? It took a were they bougie, what? were they bougie too? Yeah, no. <laughs> really. And it took a lot to get used to that. And originally, coming from Philly, you get a little bit turned off, I would say, by that type of personality. But as you get to know it more, you realize there's a lot you can learn from that type. <laughs> In terms of food, I'll say I don't know about everything else, but with food, you can learn about some really cool ingredients when you have people who have been to Michelin star restaurants or like whose parents kind of flew them to the Caribbean for a weekend once in high school. Um, so I, it took a while to get used to it. Um, I definitely missed Philly a lot. Like when I'd come home, I'd be like, yes, people are yelling and they're upset <laughs> about something. And, and then I, I, once I took one of my friends um, from the Culinary Institute to a Philly, Phillies game, and that's not even an Eagles game, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's more tame. And they were just sitting there like, oh, my god what is this like that you could tell they were so uncomfortable and like i was there screaming alongside the fans with my dad like we get very animated and have fun at games uh, we're not obnoxious like i know some people are but i love it <laughs> to be honest with you um but i think that helped me when i was living in new york city because new york city was very like you have to know what you want and you have to stand up for yourself in new york city but you also have to keep your head down um, whereas I feel like in Philly, yeah, you keep your head down a little bit, but you know, your neighbors, you know, like there's the brotherly love, like, it, mm-hmm. you know, people. So I definitely learned to appreciate Philly more. Yeah, absolutely. Now going to the Phillies game though. Um, you know, that totally is just a, a calmer quad, you know, people like, you know, they high five each other, but that's not like, that's not the Eagles game. Maybe you yeah. should take them to an Eagles game. Cause that is, uh, that was pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah, I remember me and my dad went to, like, around my 21st birthday, we went to a Yankees game, and we walked in the stadium, and we were just like, this is so clean, there was, like, white pillars, and the pillars remained white, there wasn't, like, stains on them, (laughs) I feel like that wouldn't work in Philly, like, we'd have to color it red or blue, like, you know what I mean, and everybody was quiet, and they just cheered, there was no booing, there was, like, it was very, like, you could work out of there and go to a game which is maybe what people did but it was fun it don't get me wrong but it was not if you're used to philly you you kind of you know you get it <laughs> well glad to see the philly on in you was like transferred to those other people so they, they might be bougie but they're now they're like got a philly little influence on them so yeah, now they yeah. got an edge <laughs> definitely helps in business because you got to kind of speak up for yourself and make those connections and i, I really feel like a lot of the Philadelphia mentality would do well in business. Yeah. Yeah. You got to survive. You got to take, you know, like the little man, you got to keep pushing like Rocky, right? You got to keep pushing it forward. (laughs) Keep moving forward. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so when you were talking about, um, some of the, Oh, the piping skills, that was funny. When you said the piping skill, I was like, Oh, I wouldn't have steady hands for that, but I'm (laughs) kidding. 
<laughs> through the yeah, homework. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Old, but but talking about like um was there any like science also involved like with the food too? Because I was wondering like because I'm not uh too keen on science and stuff like that, but I do love food. So I was wondering, is there any like you know uh, influence like with science with with the food that you learned as well too or math? I don't yeah. like math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So baking is a science. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, um. You, we always say you can get away a little bit more with culinary than you can with baking <laughs> because if you add too many, if you're like, oh, this needs a little more baking powder and you don't measure it and you add it in there, you're either going to taste it or it's not going to rise how you want it to rise or it's not going to have the texture you want it to have. So there are ratios you have to follow. And that's what I started to question um, was really, okay, but why? You know, (laughs) I get it. I get what you're telling me, but I want to know why. And so that's why I went on to study culinary science. Um, So what we would do in the morning, we would actually take culinary arts. So I got to see the culinary side of things. Um, Or sorry, we did food science in the morning. So we'd have professors from Cornell come in or other teachers um, who have PhDs in subject matters teach us about food science, like microbial ecology, food safety, um, a whole list of things. And then in the evening, we'd go on to do the application side. So we would take what we learned in the morning and apply it to food. Um, So it was really a well-rounded program, I would say. And it completely changed my idea on what you can do with a degree from a culinary institute, any kind of culinary institute, not just the Culinary Institute of America. I don't think we talk about that enough in society is that, yes, you may be going for food, but you don't necessarily have to work in a kitchen in the traditional setting. Yes, that is just, oh, it's just so amazing, like, the stuff that you learn, and then talking about also, like, when we were just saying, like, what you had just said, um, so with the ratios, um, were they able to, were you able to, like, have your own creativity, too, or did they want you to, like, stick to, like, a certain script when you're making things, or they were like, hey, try something new, let's see what Shannon has, let's, what's up, what's up her sleeve, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would say in the very beginning, it was very much, you know, learn almost learn your place in a way (laughs) um it was actually a college that originated for people coming back from war to be able to transition and have a job after coming back um so in the military so we would have uniform lineups where they would inspect our uniform they would inspect our rooms all the time they had to be clean they had to be tidy um But after you kind of learned that, they also wanted you to learn the kitchen mentality. And the kitchen mentality is also kind of almost respect your higher ups. Listen to your um, executive chef. Listen to your sous chef, whoever is above you. Um, But then once you understood that and once you kind of got the kitchen mentality, then they said, okay, show me what you can do. Give me a plate of dessert or give me a sugar-free dessert. Give me a gluten-free dessert. They really prepared you so that if you had a customer come in and said, say something like, I don't like this or this or this, can you make me something else? You got to show that creative side. Yes, and, and you're reminding me right now of, like, linguine. Like, you're just going to make your own ratatouille. Like, I, it just it hits back, like yes. you said, sous chef. So so how was that with you? Were you able to – were they um, – like, what was your style as a chef and of, like, making things or, or how – who – who or how was your sous chef and also like you know how were you like with the chef hat did you have that all too or (laughs) yeah so the chef hat in college we had um and then post-college I did not work in anywhere that had those chef hats I know they have them out there I just had worked in I'm more of I would say the reason is I'm more of like a home style chef like rustic but very flavorful 
like in your face, this tastes amazing. That's what I always want to go for. And I love going to serve as many people as I possibly can because you get to affect so many different people's lives. And so what I ultimately ended up going for was research and development with my culinary science degree. And so I was a research and development chef and then became a food technologist and then became an R&D manager. And through that, I got to work with so many wonderful personalities, both corporate, which is that bougie side, and thank God I learned it in my college because I would have no idea what to do with that outside of it. (laughs) Um, But then also that like real hard kitchen mentality. And I found that there's a lot of that in startups. Yeah. Sorry if you can hear my baby in the background. Oh, crying. no problem. Um, my mom's got her. No worries. She's Aww. not on her own. <laughs> <laughs> we, love, we love her. Shannon has a baby to everybody in the audience, by the way. Her name is Nova, and she was born in August, and we, we love her. And we, we haven't got the chance to see her yet because of parties, but we hope to see her soon. So, hi, Nova, in the background. You're on the podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, and my dog's in the background, so you probably will hear him, guys, everybody, too. So, it doesn't matter. But, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so... Just talking about like that, the connections you made with the bougie people. No, I'm kidding. but the connections that yeah, you yeah. had with like everybody, like leaving, um, you know, college. This is the Coast Connections podcast that we make connections. So, talk. Can you talk about those like connections that you made and and where did they like want to lead you like after college? Like, were you able to find some of them? Were they able to give you you know job opportunities, or did you go with them? Or can you talk about like some of those connections that you made? Yeah, absolutely. I would say college for me was connections that ultimately helped support me, which will happen a lot when you have your own business. You know, you always look at the Instagram post. Did I get enough likes? Do people really like this? Am I marketing it properly? There's a lot that goes into it. You know, how am I going to have the funds to make this next move? It's very, very stressful. And those college connections, I just reach back out to them for mental support. Um, in terms of jobs, it's kind of funny. While I was working at Pepperidge Farm, someone actually put my name in for an application that I didn't even see a job posting for, and that's how I got hired at my next job. And then a job after that, an old CEO I worked for just said, hey, do you want to come work for me? And so it's just so funny now that I'm getting a little more established in my career and have a little bit more of a name behind me and some experience. I'm realizing that what I love doing, networking, talking to people, getting their story is actually helping. And I know this sounds very cliche, but it's I'm seeing it happen rather than just knowing that it happens. I'm actually seeing how networking just propels your career for you. Like just having a personality and having a hard work ethic is done wonders. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, just talking to people that I have talked to on the show so far, that's one of the biggest things I take away from that. So you added on to that, like just networking and connecting with people from all types of things it doesn't have to be something that you like do but all but it is awesome if you it is something that you do and like hey i knew you i went to school with you before mm-hmm. or something like that and you're like wow and then that you know you're there so um so beyond those connections like when you um like graduated uh the college and you were looking for what you wanted to do what was your like plan and what was your goals that you had set out like did you have a business in mind already or were you still thinking on that or were you just planning to work at like some bakeries like what was your plan after you graduated Yeah, so I'm thankful my college explained to us what a business plan was. I had no idea what that was. I never heard the terminology. Like, I was very naive. Through doing that exercise where they made us come up with our own idea, and I always wanted to own a bakery, 
Um, so we called it the Corner Cafe. <laughs> or no, it was, yeah, we had the Corner Cafe, but then we found out that was like actually a real thing. So we had to change the name to the Upper Crust. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid um, trademarks. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We're like, okay, guess we got to change this. But through doing that, I realized that before I actually go into business, I want to write it all out. I have a book here in my house that has at least 100 ideas that I've had over the past couple years um, between a food truck to a pop-up shop to a small bakery here, cafe there, sandwich shop. I mean, so many different things. And I always cost it out at the end of the day, and I really want to make sure it works um, financially and as well as for my life. You know, it takes a lot to run a physical store. Um away from your life you have to have the staffing then there's staffing issues sometimes and you have to be in the store when it's open and I love baking and I love business and I quickly realized that I really couldn't have that and a family um, as much as I would want to not that you can't have it but it's just that I realized for my personal life and um, you know my husband's job and everything like that quickly that an online business was how I wanted to go and to look into some e-com or e-commerce a little bit more than physical retail shop or selling into retail stores yes and you have an awesome one at that and we'll get into the salting salt salted baking company at salt is that it salted baking company Yes, in a moment. But before that, um, so so when you were like planning and detailing like uh, what you wanted to start with a business, like, can you talk about like some of those challenges that were there? You know, you mentioned how you probably couldn't be able to start a family if you had the business. So what were some of like the other challenges that were in the way? Is is it mostly the money or is it more like, um, oh, I got to find these chefs or who's going to take the day to day responsibilities of the business? Can you talk about like what were the, some of the challenges that might go into that? all the above no (laughs) um also kind of finding the right spot but so finding the right spot was a big one and just looking at what I wanted to do I didn't know if the area I lived in would really warrant that type of kind of you know sustainability and a little bit of a higher price tag because of that and looking at really fancy new fun flavors And looking at what was in the area, it was just a little more mainstream. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with mainstream by any means. But I don't think that people wanted that, at least right now. And so this was also my way of testing that out. Um, And so I wanted to see, okay, how can I test out a concept without pouring a very large amount of money, potentially putting myself in debt? um, And what I learned through working at Popcorners was you can do that online. And so that's really why I ultimately chose to go online was just proof of concept. Before I pour all my money into something, I want to know it works. <laughs> and do people like it? Like I can change a recipe now and maybe only a handful of people have tried it rather than a bunch of people coming in my store. It almost gives me time to perfect what I already thought was perfected recipes <laughs> and ways of manufacturing this stuff um, before exposing myself to a larger audience yes and and it's so great that you were able to be like well hey like today is a new, it's a new day it's the 21st century so we can have shops and stores that are online like they do now yeah. and, and you could be like well and and with the good delivery services well well you, you get to talk about that like so how was it starting a company on etsy and just getting the salted baking company started and and how was that originally like what was your plan or goals to get people to see that you're a good business and and just get people to buy your sweets 
Yeah. So it ultimately started because I was 38 weeks pregnant and my maternity leave had started um, because I had a certain amount of PTO I had to use up. So I was like, all right, book me for the last day possible. And my maternity leave started and I was like, what do I do with myself? Because I was so used to working a lot in corporate (laughs) that I didn't know what to do with myself when I had nothing to do and I didn't have my baby yet. Um, So ultimately I was like, what is something that I remember not being able to do very well and needed a lot of patience? And I was like, chocolates and cookies, Um, decorated cookies. I've never been able to decorate a cookie how I wanted, and I wanted to push myself and give myself something to do while waiting for Nova to come. Um, So that's ultimately how it started. And then as I got started making these things, I ultimately just made them for my husband's people at his work. And I was like, here, give these out. Like, I have way too many of them. And everybody kept saying, you should sell these. You should sell these. They're amazing. And so I started just putting one thing on Etsy, just put it out there. And then I just started getting over the holiday season, a lot of orders. And I wasn't really expecting to get that many. And honestly, it was a little overwhelming with a newborn, (laughs) but it was awesome. And it was really fun and scary. It was so scary. I remember the first order I ever did for someone I didn't know. And it was the first person who ever ordered off of me on Etsy. And I was so scared. And I had to, I remade this cookie like 20 times. So I I made no money on the first order. I I lost like a lot (laughs) because I just kept remaking it and I packaged it so like ridiculously over the top. And it was, so it was very scary getting started. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, well, it turned out great though, because I was also one of the person that got some cookies from you and my friend loved them. She loved the cookies. So thank you so much for that. Like, you know, making the, uh, the cookies and you had the names on them. Like I can imagine like all the hard work you put into the cookies. (laughs) Like, wow. Oh my gosh. So so what about like with branding? Like, were you able to, cause you had a sticker on there too. Cause I remember I'm thinking back now. Um, so how were you able to like brand your company and get, were you able to get all that started first? Or was that like after the process of doing that guy's order, like over 20 times? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like doing yeah, yeah. that over. Yeah. So how was that? Oh. Yeah. So originally I always wanted to have the name salted baking company and I was so scared somebody took it and thank God they didn't. They there's like salted goods or salted baked goods or something, but no salted baking company. (laughs) And I wanted the word company because I wanted it to encompass many different things. If I ever wanted to do like line extensions or something other than cookies and chocolates. Um, and so that's, really where it came from. And then when I was thinking about brand values, um, one of my really great friends who owns this wonderful eclair and macaroon shop in New Jersey told me, you have to have a niche to get started. There are so many people out there. If you're going to be online, you have to have some kind of draw to you. And something that always was important to me was sustainability from the perspective of keeping Mother Earth happy and healthy, um, but also sustainability of the different farmers that make our food. Uh, My sister Aubrey wants to go into farming, and so I would want someone to look at her as a valued, essentially, not necessarily co-worker, but partnership. And so I wanted to create that with the ingredients that I'm using. We have this wonderful power to affect society and earth in different ways and my ways through food and I always wanted to do something a little bit better Um, I always wanted to feel like I was making a difference in the world and so I came up with sustainability and local ingredients because I think supporting local businesses is a huge part of capitalism going in the right direction essentially 
Yeah, and if you can affect, like you said, positive change for the future generations, like using sustainable resources for food. I'm in an environmental science class right now, so I hear about that all the time. Oh, but, you know, um, yeah, but you, if you can affect that, like, that's just, like, so amazing. Like, you, you, you get the sources from the farmers, and glad you mentioned Aubrey, because um, she will be coming on the pod as well soon in the near future. Awesome. So Yes, and, um, yeah, but, like, so what are some of the, the resources that you use for the Salted Baking Company? Like, what are, um, like, some of the things that you might use that are sustainable resources or that are your favorite are you all organic or is that are you bougie now too no i'm kidding yeah right <laughs> i mean we kind of are because we're sustainable oh. and local right but <laughs> but i would love for that to be mainstream eventually mm-hmm. uh, because it not only benefits the earth and all of that but usually and in the case of the chocolate that i buy um it benefits the farmers because they give them equal pay um or the correct pay for what they're doing they're not undercutting them mm-hmm. just to get cheaper ingredients um and you do taste that through the chocolates it it, you know you can tell it was made with love and not to be kind of cheesy or anything like that but you really can um same with local ingredients the flavor just comes through so much more um and so i know you mentioned the sticker so i brought like a little box so we actually ended up doing a new logo I don't know if you can see it with my background. Yes, um, the cow. I love the cow. My mother-in-law is a local artist, and so I had her draw the different, like the cow and the little milk glass and all of that on um, on the box itself. So I do like to use like a local artist for the decal. Um, so she does wonderful work. Her name's Jane Barons, and she does she's done things for like seed companies and and so I knew I wanted to go to her. I remember reaching out and I was so nervous to ask her because she has so many things on her plate. But I was like can you please draw me something you know? <laughs> um, but yeah so going back to what ingredients are sustainable so for me the biggest one is both sugar if I utilize sugar which I do in my cookies um, the butter as well as the cocoa so the chocolate itself so the chocolate's a big one that's a huge industry and so buying sustainable makes that's where i get into that like you can make a difference like the more people that are buying these ingredients and making the choice makes a big difference overall yes and uh shout out to gene because that cow does look awesome by the way i I have i still have the (laughs) sticker with the logo on it here at my house i have to eat that and the chocolates were amazing and when i saw your chocolates and everybody can check it out on the uh, etsy on the salted baking company uh you have like so many unique styles like with the chocolate i have never seen like how you were able to like get like the stripes with like the vanilla and the chocolate like the the things so how does that all work out how are you able to decorate it and and just like what are some of your styles who is how does shannon get her styles on her uh sweets yeah so i love being creative um so i like going super fun super festive um i remember you said one of them looked like something at disney world yeah and you had a podcast talking about disney world and honestly i love disney world it's so magical it's so wonderful and that's kind of what i wanted to evoke in the physical appearance and taste of my flavors um so i just wanted to take things people aren't used to like cold brew and put it in a chocolate and use locally sourced roasted beans by a local young couple in lansdale pa so i mean i just really wanted to evoke that not only feel good good for the environment but also that magical creative side um we just came out with i have so many things for show and tell here but um a matcha there we go oh matcha still yeah so it's like matcha with sustainable white chocolate and local locally uh, blended teas and you know it's just fun it's all about creativity and pushing the envelope a little bit for us 
I saw that one too. It's all the colors. They always get me. Like, you know, I eat with my eyes. So I see like the green stripe. It's like so awesome. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't even know. Like, I couldn't even imagine like how you started like with it and, and, and just like, you know, get all that created. Cause like, I like to bake too and cook and stuff like that. But the way that you craft these sweets, like, uh, like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even like imagine like doing that. Oh, thank you. This is so awesome. Yes. And, um, so so how's the company been going now and like you said is there anything you would like to tell the guests out there maybe you have more show and tell or or if you just want to tell the guests about your company and and like some of the things you have planned because i hear that you're working there full-time now that's what you had told me recently so talk about like the salted bacon company and its plans yeah so we're looking so there's two ways you can kind of go with an online baker you can either rent space at a ghost kitchen or if you live in pennsylvania and you fall under the category of like limited um food establishments you could potentially get a portion of your home certified to be a home bakery and so i actually have the bottom of my house has no entry from the inside of my house which is super weird but very beneficial for me um, because i'm going to get certified (laughs) Um, so that's going to help me then sell to local florists at Valentine's Day um, or local B&Bs, you know, those little chocolates you get on your pillows um, Mm. each night Mm -hmm. or during check-in. So we're looking to expand in different ways. We found that Etsy has been wonderful to us. It's hard to find us on Etsy because when you search by a company, it just comes up with things that have tags that are in your company name, not necessarily your company, even if you type it out properly. So that's what we created our Facebook page. So the link will take you directly to our Etsy page through our Facebook. Um, But we're looking to make our own website to kind of expand past Etsy as well. Um, We found that most of the things people go to Etsy for are more home decoration. And that's as of right now, I think they have plans to build out their food section. Um, But it has been a little challenging just getting the word out on Etsy, but we're working on it for sure. Yes, and um, so I and I will definitely be sharing the Facebook page and sharing your company oh, and everything <laughs> else like that once we get there because they have to try your amazing sweets just like I did and my friend did and it'll be so awesome. So, um, so going into some of these, uh, so we got some fun questions here for you now, and uh, we want to know like, oh, before actually before that, let's get let's keep yeah. on one more serious okay. one. I forgot about this one because my dog's barking, so he's like controlling my thoughts. But- totally understand it. <laughs> But um, the last question I had for this, like the serious ones, like, um, so talk, you talk about those misconceptions of like, you know, maybe like don't get into cooking or maybe someone's like, you know, I, I don't know about that. Can you talk about that? Because I feel like it might be like the same misconceptions of like, you know, oh, you have to go to college to succeed or something like that. Like, mm. can you talk about like why you would go into cooking again and why it is just like so awesome to follow your passion and the success that you could still like find from it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that anybody can find success with their passion. It's whether the things you may potentially have to give up along the way, at least for a period of time, outweigh the benefits for you. Are you that passionate about it? For example, I've had to move away from my family a lot over the years to finally land in a position where I'm able to live near them. Um, And so I miss birthdays and I miss some holidays and all that kind of stuff. So if you are truly passionate about your passion, like I was about food, you can find a way and don't necessarily listen to the naysayers, but listen to advice people may have along the way. I know that a lot of times I looked at people who had more life experience and were giving me advice and saying, uh, you know, they don't know what they're talking about, you know, 
or I'm different. And sometimes there's validity to what they're saying and, you know, take in what they're saying, process it, and then take the bits and pieces that you want off of it and that are applicable to you in your scenario. Um, don't just ride everybody off like I tended to do in the beginning. Um, but also take risks. I think I am somebody who takes risks maybe a little bit more than others. And I think that if you have that hard work ethic and you've made those connections like you talk about on your podcast a lot, they can help you along the way, give you advice. Use your network. Please use your network. It will take you so much further, so much faster. Yes, and uh, and just like for a last word here too, did you have do you have any advice to say the young uh, pastry chefs um, enthusiasts out there that may want to get into um, baking and stuff in the future? Yeah, I would say get creative, go in with an open mind, open your mind up to what can be done, and go for it because you can do it. Awesome, and that is great to hear because like you're you're making me want to do it. Not only am I salivating as, <laughs> as as when I see some of the stuff you have, but you know like oh maybe I should try to get into some of that too. But you know I might just stick to teaching because maybe I'll just bring you in and the, get them in my classroom and you can give yeah, the kids. There you go. Candy. <laughs> I'll bring all the chocolates. Yeah, they'll we'll they'll get love them real me. Sugared up. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe just before like a standardized test, so they have the energy yes, or something. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, so so getting into these fun questions now. So what is like some of the favorite things that you like to make and or just eat? What are the favorite things that you like to either make or or eat? So every night we have pizza night at my house. So we love making pizza together and then eating. Got to go with grandmom's meatballs or I will be excommunicated from the family. Yes, you So wait, how often do you have the meatballs? I'm curious because we only get them once a year, everybody out there. So you're lucky. So how 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 many how many well, times? Well, today you... I just went over uh, my grandma's house with Nova, my mom and dad, and we did socially distancing with masks and all of that. Um, so it was wonderful. But yeah, she gave us her Irish soda bread. So oh. I was lucky. I got a second loaf, right place, right time. So <laughs> you're like, oh, grandma. But, I would say pre-COVID every weekend. We went over every Sunday and we had grandmom's meatballs. So I'm excited for when that can happen again. Oh, you're so lucky. I am jealous. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Aunt Sandy's amazing, by the way. And and you know what? Talking about her, because I know that she probably gave you advice too. Did she give you advice like to start your company and to stick with your passion as well? Because I feel that she did. She did. And yeah. she's also a very realist. So it mm. was wonderful getting some of those harder questions about, okay, what's your plan for this? What's your plan for that? And sometimes when you're younger, that can feel annoying and feel like somebody's trying to hold you back. But I've learned as you get older, those are the people that are actually going to support you. The people who care enough to ask the hard questions are the people that are going to be there for you through thick and through thin or going to push you through the really hard times. So yeah, no, she's been a big proponent of everything in my life really especially related to food <laughs> yes i can bet she's awesome she's amazing as a person and as a as a chef so maybe you know we need to get her with her uh meatball uh company out there too maybe you guys can combine yeah, right? the salted meatball <laughs> company or something <laughs> that would be awesome but anyway um <laughs> but um so you have the meatballs and then you have dessert afterwards you make the dessert so you got like the whole like thing going there with the family yeah. now so <laughs> but um how about your Oh, you said about the pizza. That's your favorite thing to make. What about your least favorite thing to like make? Is it is it is it still the chocolates? Like you still have the clammy? No, yeah, the clammy. Pop. No, no, I love okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, least favorite thing to make would probably be. 
I don't know. It's hard because anytime now having a kid that I have time to make anything, I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, um, but I absolutely, I hate to say it, but I hate decorating cakes. I, wow. I love, I love it and I hate it. I hate it because I'm not good at it. So yeah, is it because you're not steady or is it because of something else? Is it just like this, uh, the other? It's issues? so many steps okay. and like. I'm not a precise person, which is funny because I'm doing chocolates and that's very precise, right? But like <laughs> cakes, you can tell when something's just a little bit off here and it bothers me when I can't get it perfectly straight up and down. And I always, you know what I think it is? It's because I always go with these super high expectations that somehow overnight I became this amazing cake decorator and today's the day and I'm going to do it and I'm so motivated and then it never turns out how I envisioned in my head. So it was like <laughs> one of those Pinterest fails, maybe not that bad but pretty bad <laughs> yeah well you know what? i want to see you go on the food network because i i would like to see your uh, your style of baking a cake because maybe uh you know oh, the enthusiast in you will shine you know what i mean <laughs> yeah right and i'll go in and you'll see me i can do this that'll be like that pre-interview and after i'll be one of those ones going like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh my gosh and wait a minute now what about the uh your favorite thing is um what about a diaper versus uh a bake decorating a cake Making a diaper versus mm. decorating a cake. <laughs> Which... Let me see. Diaper all the way. The I gotta diaper. go with it. Oh my yeah, god. I know that sounds so bad. <laughs> Is it easy now? Has it become like easy to you now? Yes, that's okay. why. It's because okay. literally it's like I've got a system. I know the toy to press to make the like sound <laughs> noise that'll make her happy. <laughs> like I got this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, a diaper over cake. Never thought I'd hear that from a pastry chef, but no I'm kidding. <laughs> Just uh, but just the other things like you can pop off the, on that glove now, so you're all good with the chocolates, right? The yes, cacao beans yes. behind you sh show everybody that. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, is there anything that you make or bake, um, that your husband Richard likes to eat? Like he's like, oh, I gotta make this for him because he loves this. This is his favorite. Yes, so he loves eclairs. They're his number one favorite. And I literally, for his birthday, made eclairs. And I made extra shells that you fill with the pastry cream. And I have them in my freezer right now so that when I'm ready, I can pop them out of the oven and I can bake them off. I literally always, probably always have, like, some batter somewhere that, like, I'm just ready to bake off depending on what happens in life. So <laughs> I have, like... A lemon strawberry muffin batter in my fridge right now. My freezer's stocked full of treats ready to go. He also loves the chai tea truffles that I make um, at Salted Baking Company. And literally, like, when I get an order, I have to hide them. Like, I put them <laughs> underneath. He'll just eat them. And it's like I tell him, please, don't eat these. And I love him, and hopefully he doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's awesome. <laughs> he's, he's also honestly been my number one supporter, I would say, too. Like, he keeps pushing me and making me grow and continue, even if there's a bad day, which there is a lot of when you're doing your own thing. I'm sure you've had some experience with your podcast where you're like, oh, man, you know, do I continue? And I'm glad that I can tell you, please, please continue. It's amazing <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, there actually was. I was like today I was like, oh, I got to put out like five shows because we're doing appreciation week. So I'm, I'm pumping out shows. But no, you know, yes. you gave me the motivation, Shannon, to continue along my goals. Like you just pushed me along there. And everybody else listening, I'm sure as well, has got fed off your motivation that I'm hearing here today but that is so awesome and we're thankful to Richard for giving you that motivation as well and you know if you if he has if you ever want to like you know get the baby and his baby's crying you know what to do you'll be like all right you get the baby but I'll make you an eclair oh in the my morning God. never thought of that genius 
<laughs> See, like, oh my god, or the truffles. Like, you just give him a truffle, or be yes, like, all right, you yeah. take the baby. I'm gonna relax. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. So. And talking about like Nova too, do you think that maybe she might like take some of your skills too? Or is that going to be the first thing you do once she says her first or has her first word been sweet or cake? No, uh, right? <laughs> I bake with her all the time, actually, like every day. So I have this carrier that's forward facing. I mean, it's a regular baby carrier, but it's so she can see forward. And um, when we were making the muffins, we actually gave some um, to Aunt Sandy. Oh. And as we crack the egg, I'm like, here's an egg. And then I crack it. And she genuinely, this isn't me projecting. Like she genuinely looks and she's interested. And anytime oh I'm eating anything, we call her a seagull because literally it feels <laughs> like there's a seagull going, crack, crack, crack. Like as you're eating, she'll try to like pull it out of your hand and put it in her mouth. So she, I think, I hope <laughs> um, she's as interested in food as I am because that it would just complete my world if she wanted to bake with me one day, like out of choice, not by me forcing her to watch me cook. <laughs> <laughs> so she's more doing more than just patty cake is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like into it. I, but it's funny. I did it from when she was very, very little. I put butter up to her nose, but here's butter. I let Aww. her smell it. And we do healthy ingredients too, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, don't worry. I'm not just feeding my baby sugar. Like she eats <laughs> kale and everything. Like we cook and we eat very healthy outside of baking. Oh, <laughs> so, so maybe her first word won't be apple pie but it'll be like uh butter butter or yeah, something right. like that <laughs> and then you'll be like oh this one's my little one this is my twin sorry Richard, yes. she's my oh. twin no. <laughs> oh my god well that is so amazing like you know how the um you know the food has like transferred like into your like whole style of like life and how like you said like having a passion for food is one thing but it is also like a food is like a language like a lot of people say like mm-hmm. it, it's just like it translates throughout everything you want to do in life and and just to like follow your passion it's just been like like you said like it's just been amazing and eye-opening for you that you can do something with food and turn it into a business yeah. and a passion, a life passion. So that is awesome. And what we're going to do now is we're going to do one of our famous and <laughs> fun segments on the show that I had started a few weeks ago with a guest. And I just crack up from it because it is just so awesome. And we figured it would be awesome and, and even sweeter to do it with you. So we're, <laughs> we're going to start we're, we're going to start our crazy questions segment of the pod here. Let's um, do it. As we uh, before we get, get out of here, so we're gonna do this, and the cacao beans in the background are really awesome because got they are gonna, yeah, I got the coffee, <laughs> and they're gonna make they're gonna make this uh, crazy question segment like pop. Like I I love the background here. I think you're the first person on our show with the background, so thank you for that. That's oh, awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for all our YouTube guests out there, we're ready to go. All right, here we go. All right, so Easter's coming. Well, when this comes out, it would have passed, but. <laughs> I, there's a lot of trends going on with pizza and you love pizza you also love sweets what would you say to people who like jelly beans or peeps on pizza yes no is it a crime what would you say oh god <laughs> well, why I mean I even love stale peeps like I will I admit like I love circus peanuts I will make my peeps stale but no <laughs> no is it just the cheese? Because you probably tried different like textures and different like flavor combinations. So would it just be like the cheese and the marshmallow, or what? what? I'm literally like no, like, no, <laughs> no, no. It's just like that amount of sugar, and I like sugar, but that amount of sugar with the acidity of tomato. Mm, 
<laughs> just not it's not gonna work but would you like pineapple on pizza though that's one of my questions right uh, yes you do oh so that's interesting so not just because cause it's like a natural sugar is that <laughs> no it's like because i know what happens when you cook things like a peep or you cook things like a jelly bean and like yeah. the amount of dyes that are in there i just don't think would complement the the pizza very well i don't know <laughs> So, you know, especially like those purple ones, like purple's my favorite color, but if we get purple going on like a dark pizza looking dark and stuff like that, I don't think it'll look. How does it look appealing? I don't yeah. understand. Like visually, I don't want to put that in my mouth. Oh my God. Especially, I see like this, the peeps on the pizza and it's like a smashed looking yellow, like, like right? something ran over it. I'm like, what is Now this? watch me try it and love it. And then I'll look like an idiot here. Oh, but... see? So you didn't try it yet. So maybe we got to get you to try no. it. Then. No, no. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it this weekend. Yay! I have to do it. Uh, Yay, I have to do it too, though. So maybe I'll do it with you. So we'll both. Yes, you have to do it. We'll challenge each other. You see, we have to find one of those places that do it. And I feel it's only the bougie places, like in Center City or something like that, that put the peeps on the pizza. I don't even know if it's that bougie to put a peep on the pizza. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's like one of those new things or something. Like, I don't know. But we're going to have to try that. I'm going to mark that down. We're going to try that. And if we do do yeah. it, then I'm going to post the picture that we both tried it on our page. So I got that down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So next question here. This one was a topic of debate in my one of my classes that I go to with like the kids, like the seventh and eighth graders. So is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hmm. That's a good one. I would say... Yes, because you have meat between two pieces of bread, which Mm. typically is what a sandwich would be. But also the eating occasion is typically like lunch or early dinner. And that's really, I think, when you eat a sandwich. Yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody's eating hot dogs for breakfast, I don't think. Uh, Are you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you like hot dogs? I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I would say also you can put condiments on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can put condiments on sandwiches, and you can fill it up. Like, you can go Chicago style, or you can go Philly style. You know, you can do a lot with it. I would say, yeah. Yeah, maybe not, like, mayo, but what you definitely mustard. Oh, what they said was, um, they were like, uh, well, most of them were, like, saying, like, you, like, it's a sandwich it's between two pieces of bread, but other people were like, yeah, but hot, there has to be meat, and hot dog is just, like, a rolled up thing of a bunch of meat, so I wouldn't call that a sandwich. Like, it has to be, like, a regular, <laughs> like, a piece of ham or turkey or something like that. They're they're fun. They're, like, they're cute when they say That's awesome. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're fun. But have you tried, like, experimenting with a hot dog, or would you try, like, doing something like Shannon S to the hot dog and making it your own? Oh, yeah. <gasps> I love experimenting. I love doing all kinds of things. So I've been lucky to be able to go to a variety of different places, both inside and outside the U.S., and just seeing what they do. I remember when we were in Amsterdam, they had, like, they didn't necessarily have hot dogs, but, like, on what I would call, like, their hot dog sandwich, they had, like, what they called green sauce, and I still don't know what's in it. But <laughs> So it was just, like... <laughs> I'm up for trying anything. Like, I'm game. I'll do it. <laughs> Except the peeps on pizza, because I had to get you into that one. Oh, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm, doing I'm doing it. <laughs> You're going to do it, though. You're going to do it. It's okay. Wait, so you went to Amsterdam, like, in Europe, that Amsterdam? Yeah. Wow. So did you also, like, I don't know how close that is to Switzerland, but did you ever try Swiss chocolates? Because I hear that's a delicacy, you know. I am so mad at myself <gasps> that I did not take advantage of Europe in general being there. <laughs> 
my gosh. So, so I had the cheese, yeah. and honestly, it just blew my mind. It opened my eyes to be like, okay, now I know what cheese is, like real cheese. Yeah. I keep going back to, you know, Ratatouille, the movie, but was it like that, like with the images popping in your head, and you're like, mm. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my gosh. Literally, I will. If I have an amazing meal, I'll cry. I am that in love with food. Like, it evokes emotion from wow. me fully and I, that's why i love food so much too is it can bring me such joy just from eating other people's passion about food and eating their dishes and so yeah absolutely yeah, yeah ratatouille resonates with me yes yes and you talk about disney i don't have this here but let's just make up a question really quick so you yeah. talk so you talk about disney and and when was like let's say when was the last time you've been to disney world or disneyland whatever <laughs> you went to Right before the pandemic, February, like the very beginning of February, the week before it was announced about COVID, at least to me. Oh, wow. So you you made it right out in just in time before everything was like, bam, we're done out of here. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly go like, I mean, a lot of times I went because there were expos nearby, but every year... Because I love it so much, so literally every year. Okay, so for that reason, we have a question. So um, what's your favorite restaurant and favorite meal to eat at Disney World? Ooh, good question. Um, Gico at Uh Animal Kingdom. Oh, never been there. What do they have? It has traditional African cuisine, and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so good. And we went there. Actually, we went to Disney for our honeymoon. And, um... Like, literally, I'm a fanatic. I have Disney ears all over my house for when I'm sad. I just put them on and feel better. <laughs> um, <laughs> weird fun fact. But, um, yeah, no, at the restaurant, I love Disney hospitality. So mm-hmm. not only can you get amazing food when you go to some of their fine dining signature restaurants, but also just the hospitality of the staff mm-hmm. that works there. You feel like you're at home. Literally, they made us a card, and they wrote. Oh. Um, they were all originally from different places around the world, so I would say like in their language whatever it may be whether it was like french or this or that um have a great life happy honeymoon and we looked it up afterwards and it was just so cool i mean it was amazing and then my favorite thing to eat at disney world um it's not necessarily because it's the best tasting but i love watching them dip the apples on main street oh yes at magic kingdom and honestly when i retire that would be my dream job just because you get to see all the joy of the children come up and watch you dip the apples and the music that plays and it just again evokes that emotion in me so yeah every time i go to main street that's like one of my favorite places because you said like the apples and that that shop on main street when you walk in the smells you get from it the looks i'm like oh my god nothing beats you know what it reminds me of Weinrich's now that you said that. I just made that connection. That smell reminds me of Weinrich's, and that's probably why I was like, oh, my God, I love this place. Yeah, see? See? So you were just like, oh, my God, so this is like Weinrich's in Disney World. Yeah, but like, yeah. or, you, or you just see the balloons there, too. Like, that whole atmosphere yes. there. Like, yeah. Like you said, the hot – do you get the balloons, too? Because I always want – I always get, like, one of those balloons, like those uh, clear I've Disney. never gotten one yet, but I wanted to save it for when I brought, like, my first kid. So Nova, like – there and I'm gonna give her this balloon and what I love about Disney is they allow 
it makes you feel as though your creativity and whatever your passion is, is great. And they evoke this childlike wonder in you yeah. and it's okay. And so that's kind of what I love being there is you just feel like the world's okay when yeah. you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Nova's going to love that balloon, by the way, because I got into the two times I've been there. I've got that balloon and I love that balloon and that balloon. Like, oh, like, awesome. yeah. And we, um, we actually go by, uh, train because I'm afraid to fly. We're afraid to fly here. I'm afraid of flying too. I do it, but I'm a, a weirdo on the plane. Like I'm sweating. It's crazy. I hate it. Oh my gosh. So do you, yeah. do you drive there too? Or did you just, just went on the plane and you were just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to get over this. Or... We just went on the okay. plane and then like, <laughs> I lose my mind, but yeah. Okay. Okay. You might teach me some of those restraints if I do ever fly one day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like when you're, yeah, when you're there, like those balloons last like years. Like I'm telling you, like I had the what? one balloon and it was just like up, like in, you, you keep it on the train and you like you can't have it like flying everywhere but if you have it stuffed in a bag you can keep that like it stays like for like months and you like, it, like i still wow. had the one i mean it's deflated a lot by now but like it's still sure. there in my basement yeah those balloons last wow. a long time they do it's just like really cool but that's awesome yeah and speaking of the hospitality because i talk with um with maggie um one of my friends that i had on the pod before with the disney pod and she was saying like the same thing like you did like the hospitality there is just far none like far and away i love the hospitality at disney is they just like they want to hug you like i don't know how they're dealing yeah. with the covid stuff but they just want to like be with you and they just i don't know how they do it the atmosphere the environment is so clean too you know that it's yes. like so clean there it's awesome yeah and have you tried a turkey leg there I have not. I think of the Renaissance Fair when you say it, but I honestly have not. Like, in a good way. Okay. I love the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. It's not like mutton, but it's a... Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's yeah. A, <laughs> but uh, the turkey legs in Animal Kingdom, because you mentioned Animal Kingdom, they are the yeah. best. They are, like, the best turkey legs. Oh, my God. I'll have to. You gotta have to try that one. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to the... Uh, the restaurant um in magic kingdom it's pretty new i think it's like the beauty and be our guest have you heard of that i have not i've always wanted to but we've never been able to book far enough in advance to get a reservation they're always booked have you no we want to go there too because we're planning on going to disney when i graduate college um next year so you know what i want to get a reservation there because we tried to and it's just like we tried to get at 8 a.m but yeah nobody in my house wakes up early so we couldn't do it so we were just like ah i want to try the gray stuff what about you? Like, yes. yeah, the gray stuff. Yes. <laughs> I want to try too. Yes. Yeah, or, or can you make the gray stuff? You think? You- yes, I probably. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like. I, <laughs> I could probably make, but it's not the same. You know it's what I mean? Not the same, I no. also want to try the boathouse in Disney Springs, just <gasps> because it looks like such a cool atmosphere, just to like be by the water and the seafood and yes. the live music. So, yeah. Do, do you love seafood? I do. I'm allergic to crab, but other okay. honestly, I don't know why I can eat everything else, but I can. Um, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to the coral reef? Um, in uh, I think it's in Magic Kingdom, the coral reef. No, I have oh. to say, like, I need to go to some of these restaurants. Oh I haven't at really because most of the time I've been working at expos, and then like I'll yeah. run back and have a couple hours here or there. So I've been to Disney so many times, but I've never had time to like sit down at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because that that one's so awesome too. By the way, because uh, they I don't know if you ever seen Full House, but they went there yeah. on a, yeah they've been there on an episode, and that was like with the scuba divers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just so cool. Like it's just, just a, such a cool thing. But yeah, we've got our little Disney like little uh thing in here yes. because disney is awesome and feeds right into food because disney food is awesome everything about yes. disney is wonderful so that was awesome so let's get back into some of these uh, sorry, fun sorry. questions no no problem i love it so um 
here we go. Let me find out which one. Okay, I'll just skip over some of these ones here. Um, so if you had to get rid of one of these forever, which one would you get rid of? Salt or sugar? Okay, so, well, from a logistical standpoint, I need to eat a lot of salt because I actually have, like, a heart condition that requires me to eat more sodium, which most people don't think of with a heart condition. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but with mine, I do. So logistically, I'd probably die if I had to cut out salt. But <laughs> just, like, theoretically speaking, I would say salt because okay. I, I honestly, I love sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I hear that you said about the cookies. I was hearing that you might not put sugar in every cookie. Is that true or...? I'm thinking of doing like a lower sugar or possibly sugar free version okay. um, because and especially looking even possibly I don't even know how I would do this into chocolates because my mom mm-hmm. is diabetic and so it would give me the ability to make her something hopefully that tastes better than what's out there on the market because yeah. it's pretty rough for <laughs> no sugar um, added or low sugar right now. Right, right. And I could totally feel you with the salt because I, I thought that was going to be a tricky question. I didn't know about the health thing, but I yeah. knew that that would be tricky because I was like, oh, you know, people love salt on French fries and stuff like that, but you can't right. have your shoe without your sugar. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know they have like new things now, like the uh, stevia leaves or something like that right. and all kinds of stuff, but you can't have, you have to have sugar. I still like that aftertaste, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get a sugar cane, like you go to the farm and you just be like, all right, let me get some sugar cane. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so how about, okay, let's switch into something maybe not for baking. So are you familiar, are you familiar with like TikTok? Do you understand? Like you probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you make them? I do not make TikToks. Okay. <laughs> but my husband Richard does. <gasps> for his, like he does like Reiki energy work. Okay. And so he loves utilizing TikTok as like a platform to share his ability because he's actually really good at it. So. Wow. So he's not dancing, you're saying then. <laughs> Okay, well, you see, you can do that because I see like all ki- types of things. Like, um, excuse the dog, but it's I hear. No, you're I don't even notice it. Okay, but I, I I see like all types of things on TikTok now. Like some people like advertise their restaurants, and they'll be like, "Oh, this is what we have." So it's it's turning into a whole bunch of new things. So okay. maybe you could uh, advertise your salted baking company on there soon, and how you make the uh, yeah, stuff. that's funny. I only think of it, and it's funny, but like I don't know why I think of this, but like TikTok to me is like the younger dancing. And I don't know why. It's like I'm not old enough to think that. Why? <laughs> right like oh, oh my god it but it but it is like it's like a whole bunch of stuff but all we focus on is like the famous people and talking about that one of my questions is um so you know about the kardashians too so right probably okay so which ones do you think are worse these like teenage tiktok or people that are just doing it to dance for money or the kardashians <laughs> do get annoyed sometimes watching them because I can't relate to them and like I don't know why I do that and I think a lot of us do that like we hate people we can't necessarily relate to when it comes to like okay they have a bunch of money and sometimes the way that they position like what normal life is like is like please you don't even know like don't even try you know what I mean like one of them posted like oh this 
diet tea made me lose a lot of weight and somebody else commented saying, well, can you just please acknowledge the fact that you have a nutritionist, you have a dietitian, you have all these, you have somebody to watch your kids so you can work out for a bunch of hours a day. Like, don't try to say this tea made you look like you are. But I don't know, like, I don't want to hate them because I love women empowerment and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So I know you guys do awesome TikTok videos, but I got to go TikTok on this one. Okay. Oh, no, and I can see that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it's like such a hard thing to get like, you know, you're like, oh, well, they're doing what they got to do and they're doing what they did for money. I mean, they're, they're being successful somehow, but like, right, yeah, that. yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, some of the things they do and say and they're just so dramatic with a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know, it's crazy, but, but yeah, it's because like I have like some level of like ADD or ADHD or whatever. And so if there's something that can suck my attention in for that long, it's it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what it is. No fault of its own. It's a super successful platform. So that's my own issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. So well talking about like music and stuff like that, who do you have a favorite musical artist? Yes. Okay. I would say um Clarence Clearwater. Oh, revival okay. so they're my favorite just because it makes me feel really cool when i listen to it <laughs> um, but also very relaxed and i i don't know i just love their music clarence clearwater so i'm unfamiliar with them are they like uh jazz or is it what what is uh their... i don't know i'm very bad at naming genres of music okay. but um bad moon rising is like a song of theirs Okay. I don't know. It's like a. Li- it feels a little country-ish without being like twangy. I don't know. Yeah, I have to check them out because that's like because I like that stuff. Like you said, like it's if it's just like a touch of country and like you know calming yeah. soft music, get you relaxed. That's awesome. You know, I, I obviously you might know, but I love Taylor Swift. So I- yeah. <laughs> so country and she goes into pop and stuff like that too. So <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about Taylor Swift on the radio lately. Yes, new and songs. Like- yeah. Yeah, like her kind soul, I wasn't really aware of um, that she kind of kept through becoming su- successful and everything. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Like, some she's different than the TikTokers. I feel like you know, some people just change their whole perception of life and they change who they are. Like, I just feel like she's probably the same person. Yeah. Yes, honestly, thank you for saying that. It finally hit me. Like that's what annoys me with most of TikTok is it's like, mm. are you really like this or are you just doing it to get views? You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that's what it is. I like the real honesty, like you know, kind of Philly mentality. Yeah, <laughs> I so, am who I am. <laughs> so now we know if you become famous, Shannon, and it, or if you become on Food Network or wherever that you go, that you'll still maintain who you are. <laughs> oh, <sad. laughs> yeah, you won't change for the people. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! And if I, I do, you'll call me out. And you'll yeah, hold this podcast, and you'll be like, um, "Excuse me." Yeah, I got evidence here. No, I'm yes. <laughs> yeah, but we do want you to get on Food Network though, because I do think you'll be amazing. Like with some of the people that are there and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Do you watch the Food Network, by the way? Oh my god, religiously. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite person? Is your favorite? You have a favorite chef? <sighs> chef? Oh goodness. Um. I don't know. I feel like they're changing, honestly, they all are, the time, yeah. and I can't really keep up with it. But my friend Erin was just on the Food Network as a judge, <gasps> oh my God. Um, and she did really well. So it was Erin McGinn. She was amazing as a judge, and she was on it with Buddy Velastra, like his cake decorating um, okay. cake boss company. So I'd say her. 
What? I'm not biased. Like she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I always, I always love. Um, I don't know if you know Alton Brown. He kind of was like, mm-hmm. he's like a funny dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's funny with like yeah. the Good Eat show and all that stuff. So yeah. See, I had my food little uh, experience there too when I was like a mini yes. chef at 12 years old. I didn't stick with it though. So, <laughs> so I was like, that's why I really love this show. I really appreciate this show. So, um, all right, talking about your Philly though, being from Philly, cheesesteaks or hoagies? Oh, cheesesteaks. Wow, okay. And what's your favorite place? <laughs> Delisandro's. Ooh, Delisandro's. See, that is my second favorite place. Okay, that is... <gasps> <laughs> my, my, my favorite place is Tony Luke's. Oh my goodness. I feel like we're like, what is it called? Like spilling tea or something? Yeah, right? <laughs> Or sipping tea? I don't know what it's called. No, I think it is spilling tea. Or I call it spilling the deets, you know what I mean? So I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, tell why do you like Dalsandros? Which was like, cause you t- you can probably tell me about like the flavor combinations. Like, what do you like about the sandwich? I like that the meat is never dry. Okay. Um, and I also like that they season it well. Like, I never have to add salt, and their onions are caramelized, which yes. are really nice. Yeah. Not like fully caramelized though, like just enough that you get the bite, but you mm-hmm. get the caramelized like Maillard browning flavors. Yes. And what do you get on your cheesesteak? I get onions and provolone because I like the sharpness and the semi-sweetness from the caramelized onions. Ooh, okay. Any no, no other condiments or like uh, ketchup or nothing like that? Okay, no. Nothing. Just wow. <laughs> well, just a meat and cheese sandwich then. I mean, that's a simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Provolone too, not American. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like American cheese for me, I like provolone. It has a little more bite to it. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel that. Like, I feel that on everything. I haven't tried a cheesesteak with provolone, so I have to do that. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I but I love provolone cheese, like, as the cheese. Like, I think that's one of my favorite, like, cheeses, provolone. Or, yeah. or Swiss. Swiss is pretty good, too. It's strong, but, like, I like... It Swiss. is, yeah. yeah. I gotta say, my favorite cheese is Gouda. Ooh, and Gouda. I really liked smoke flavor, so I like smoked Gouda. Okay. I haven't tried Gouda yet. So do, do you think that it was it good like you know cold or melted which what's better with gouda um i would try it first cold okay, okay so whenever i eat cheese i actually leave it out of the refrigerator for like 15 to 30 minutes to let it come to room temperature so you can taste all the flavors in it hmm interesting i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna steal that technique from you because yeah. <laughs> i gotta get my get uh, like a nice cheese like whole foods honestly i always buy like those little like ends so i can try all the different types of cheeses yeah. um if, so if you have a nice cheese, like let it come to room temperature, slice it up and try it. Yes, on a cracker or just by yeah. itself. Um, you can try it like on a plain cracker. So if you're tasting it for the first time ever, um, to know like what gouda tastes like, I would say like plain cracker. Okay, okay. So we got our cheese knowledge here from the cheese whiz. <laughs> so the cheese whiz, no whiz. No, see that's a pun too. No, yes. <laughs> but you don't get whiz on your steak. So um. But no, yeah. I don't. I never honestly tried it. To be honest with you, we always just had like American or provolone. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you there because I don't usually get the whiz either. So, but I do put ketchup and mayonnaise on our cheese sticks. That's been like one of our things. I know Del Sandro's like specializes in that too. Like they sometimes like have the ketchup and mayonnaise on there. <laughs> but, I love how you have to wait too, and like when yeah. they call your name, you have to like go through this whole line. And be like, <laughs> I'm Paul. Oh my. <laughs> It's not just like the cheesesteak, it's like the experience of it all, you know? Yeah, you get your receipt coming in like, I got the golden ticket. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> ah. 
Oh my god. They call you and you're like, yes, it's ready. Right? Oh my god. And I was just there, like in pandemic times, trying to get a cheesesteak. I think like about a couple months ago. And it's even more like crazy because you're they want really? you to wait. Yeah, they want you to wait in like your car. But they all the people are like out on the street and it looks like like they're about to start a riot. Like they're like, give me my food. Oh, great. Right. <laughs> so but yeah oh i mean everybody tries to distance but they're just like they got their mask on they're like let me get my cheesesteak so <laughs> yeah people get intense with food man like, yeah oh my god yeah so so if you ever like when you get your company like maybe like in the future or something like that be careful maybe you start up like a delisandra yeah. style you know what i mean <laughs> right? I got my don't chocolate. give them your address no <laughs> no yeah no don't do that <laughs> Oh my gosh. So let's get into some of our last questions here. Let me find let me find a good one here. So again, how about water ice? Do you like water ice? I love water ice. We live right down the street from Rita's water ice. <gasps> Rita's is the best. I mean, my mom loves Philadelphia, but I said that's too like hard for me. I like the soft, you know what I mean? Mm. Like icy flavor. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite flavor? Um, lemon, only because I now love citrusy flavors. I used to hate it. I used to be like, I don't really taste a lot in here. I want like bubblegum, but now right. it's like lemon <laughs> is so refreshing. I also think that they're missing out on a huge market by not doing a Gatorade flavor because Ooh. when it's really, really hot, and like, say you just went for a run and you stopped by Rita's to cool off, if they had Gatorade, it would be like the perfect post workout thing. Oh my God, Shannon! If they steal this idea from this pod, then you know they got to come so. to you. <laughs> no. They better <laughs> give you the credit. <laughs> no, I would love that. I love Gatorade flavors or like right? Powerade or whatever. Like they they do like the blue or something like that because those are like the best flavors. Like I love like the gummy mm-hmm. sometimes and stuff like that. Like they need to do that, and I feel yeah. like there's like not a lack of like yellow water ice too. So they definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> they could get that or something like that. But yeah, I mean my favorite flavor. It's been like it goes back and forth. Like I always love blueberry or cotton candy or something like that but you know i mean lemon lemon's interesting because like i like lemon but i just feel like like it's like plain you know sometimes it's like plain, yeah yeah. but has lemon pieces in there so you know free real food yeah yeah i also like that they started doing the partnership with alex's lemonade stand yes Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. that makes me really happy inside, so. (laughs) Yes. Do you fill out a sticker, too, and have them hanging up on the... Yeah, we love that. Pass the fest (laughs) for You're like, I'm up there. Yeah, right. (laughs) The whole summer. Oh, my gosh. So, here we go. Um, All right, let's get into some of these last couple questions. So... Let me find a good one. I'm trying to get a good one here. <laughs> I'm deciphering through some of these questions. Um, so how about this? Like for cake icing flavors, is it just vanilla or chocolate that you like the best? Or is there another flavor or that you might like on cake flavor? Hmm. I like strawberry flavor. Okay. Um, like, you know, those strawberry shortcake ice cream bars. Oh, they're the best. Yes. Yeah, I love that particular flavor, not necessarily strawberry shortcake cake, but the strawberry shortcake ice cream bar flavor <laughs> cake. So maybe yeah. like a little sweet corn and like the cake and then a little crumble and then that strawberry punch. Yes. Oh, those are the best uh, bars, by the way. I know they have like toasted almond and stuff like that. That's good, too. Right? But yeah. those those strawberry shortcake ones, like I'll go to Mr. Softy and get that right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Now imagine in cake form. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so good. you know what? You got to make that cake. You got to make that cake, Shannon. Shannon, yes. maybe, maybe you'll make it. Make that cake. I know you don't like decorating them. But no, yeah. but I'll make it. It may not look good, but it'll taste good. Right. <laughs> I want to see that one, too. So, um, yes. And let me see. 
Okay. How about um, I give you a scenario, right? How about this? I give you okay. a scenario. You have three eggs, okay, flour, sugar, a chocolate bar, yeast, food coloring, and strawberries. What could you make out of any or all of that? I can-, can I ask if I can include water? Okay. We'll, we'll say yes. We'll say yes because it's, it's from the sink, so you probably have that anyway. So yeah, you can you can have some water. Okay, cool. I would make a chocolate covered strawberry swirl bread. Wow! Wait, how does that even happen? Did you like just do that yourself, or did you learn that from school? Oh my god! It's like what? I haven't made it yet. I don't even know, but I have an idea of how I could make it. So, like, you would cook down the strawberries with some sugar, okay. almost make, like, a jam out of it, and then, like, make the dough, okay. obviously, for the bread, and then put some of the sugar and then the jam and then um, shave some of the chocolate over top of that and then roll it up, proof it, and bake it, and then you have, like, a swirl bread. I feel like that would be really good. That would be more than good. That would be amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just am stunned. Like, I just gave you a couple of things, like a chocolate bar and some stuff. And you're like, oh, I got it. No problem. Like, just a chocolate-covered strawberry bread loaf or something. Like, oh, my God. Like, seriously, now I'm going to need you to come and, like, just, like, make some stuff. <laughs> just, like, yes. make all this stuff. Like, all right, here. This is, like, the uh, Chopped podcast. Yeah, the Chopped. Like, here, here you go. Here's a basket. Go ahead and <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I want a piece of that, though. Maybe if you start selling that bread on Etsy, like, if I'm going to order that bread, that loaf. Yes. You should do a podcast where someone's, like, baking something as they're talking, and it's, like, this relaxing, like, thing. Yeah, right. Like, I was just at the uh, King of Prussia Mall, and they had, like, these these uh, cooking lessons that you can just take, like, at the mall I saw recently. Yes. So, like, yeah. So, maybe, like, you know, I'll go and do that, and, like, I'll, I'll craft my skills to, like, try to get up to your level, Shannon. And I'll, yeah. <laughs> You know what I watched last night? It was um, by BuzzFeed, the tasty portion of BuzzFeed. And they had this special on Hulu. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's new or old, but they did the gigantic um, food. So this guy would say, okay, let me make a gigantic donut or, and it would be like a huge donut. And it was just so fun to watch. Oh my gosh. I feel like you'd like it. You should watch it. It's so fun. Like he made a huge pizza slice. It was so cool. Oh my God. I definitely will. Like anything like, you know, ginormous like that. Like if you just make it like the world's largest pizza, I love all that. Like all the cheese and stuff that goes into it and stuff like that. Hey, well, well, if I got a question for you, this have you ever you've been down to like the shore and stuff like that, like yeah, like Wildwood and stuff like that. Okay. Oh God, every year. Okay, it's Max or Sam's Pizza. Sam's. Oh my gosh! Now this is coming from you, so uh, who why? Are you? Oh, it's Max. I'm Max. No, yeah. no, I'm kidding. No, why? So why Sam's? Why Sam's? Um, we went to it every year okay. and it's my dad's favorite place okay. in the whole world. So every year we go down and it gets that nostalgic, like Sam's, you know, and oh, okay. I hope, I hope things are okay enough that we can go this year. Yeah. Um, and I just, in my head, I'm even hearing, do, 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 Oh my God. Every time I, I think of Wildwood, I think of like under the boardwalk. So you got me thinking now, yeah. I want, we all want to go to Wildwood now. <laughs> But um, come for the tram car, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And talk about the seagulls. Your daughter would fit right in. Nova, <laughs> she would. My dad said he's like, I am so scared for that first seagull that tries to take food from Nova because she's gonna rip it down. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna make it her pet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. But why why not Max? Why don't you like Max? Is it just because just because of Sam's or just be, or maybe you don't like the some people say it's greasy or something? No, just you know when you grow up with something yeah. and you're loyal to it and you're like I can't even try anything else. Like I am a hardcore loyal Sam's fan. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel that. I see a lot of people like that. And and I'll eat Sam's. Like I like the pizza obviously, but um you know, for me I just feel like because it just feels like similar to a lot of like the places like you you eat in Philly. Maybe just the atmosphere of eating it down the shore, but to me it like sometimes it like feels like ah, uh, this is like I could have this maybe somewhere like, you know, around uh, the, you, yeah. out there yeah or max is just like it's different like style like it's thinner like or something like you know it's out it's not oh, okay. unusual you know it's like unusual you know which is like weird. i feel like i'd be like cheating on my family though i know right <laughs> like you just be like oops sorry like oh. i'd have to like wear a disguise and like a wig and make sure nobody's like watching me <laughs> you're excommunicated but see you're the one with the italian roots so we're just gonna give that yes. to you okay so yes. <laughs> Oh my god you know and speaking of that let's give our last two questions here um so if you could have one thing for the rest of your life what would it be your grandmom's meatballs or desserts and sweets oh you got you know grandmom's meatballs oh for the win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i would choose that too <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but i can't compete you, you know? can't compete you're just like you know what fine i'll give away the chocolates and even my know my cacao beans are right here i could care less let me get my meatballs and stuff like that and uh you know grandma or aunt sandy would be like come on over i already made them right take care of you like let's have a good lunch so oh my gosh that comes with other like benefits (laughs) (laughs) and this is important to like the family maybe the the family that are watching um question has she ever given you the recipe or is it just so secret for her too um she gave me see the thing is like she can give you the recipe but you have to like learn from her you okay know yeah it's like okay well how fine do i chop the parsley or like mm. how much do i add like so it'll be like you'll get the recipe but i feel like it's on like everybody loves raymond like if you're not making it with her you're not gonna know it <laughs> right right and not only that not only just like making it with her but no one makes it like her so you know what yeah. i mean too so it won't be the same probably yeah <laughs> yeah she's awesome we got to get some more meatballs like i said ship some over like in your baking company and stuff combined yes. <laughs> oh my gosh so last question here before we end out um how about this? Again, another question I asked the kids in the classroom. So, is cereal soup? I would say the fun side of me wants to say it's breakfast soup and that's so cool. <laughs> the other side of me is like, there is way too much sugar <laughs> on cereal to be soup. But I'm going to go with yes. Okay, okay. Now this it's is super qu- fun to think of it as soup. Like, oh, this is cool. This is a breakfast soup. It's like dessert soup. Yeah, right? I mean, the kids in the classroom are very split on this, much more than the uh, the other question with the uh, the hot dog. So they, yeah. were, they were like, yeah, I mean, it has like, I was saying like my rationale, like I agree with you too, it's soup because it's like, it's just a base of like liquid and they have like stuff inside of it. So it's components. But they were like, no, like a soup, it has like pasta or it has like other things like vegetables. Like this just won't work out. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're I very love passionate. kids. Oh my God. I yeah. love their opinions. They're so opinionated. It's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're passionate. Like they'll, they'll like fight me on yeah. different things. I'll be like, all right, well, you know, I like to see their sides too. Cause it's, it's so yeah. cute. Like. <laughs> oh my god oh this one time this kid was um 
he was arguing over, uh, you know, it was like, uh, should we have, um, is pineapple better or, you know, is pineapple on pizza better than like mushrooms and like tomatoes on pizza? Because some people are like, oh, I don't like tomatoes and stuff like that. And they were like, they were just having a grand argument, like in there, like, you know, what? if you don't like tomatoes, then <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, they are so passionate. Like, you That's know, awesome. oh my gosh. Yeah. They're crazy. But Anyways, we really thank you and appreciate you for having you on the show with all of our segments and everything going on. And, you know, it has just been like so awesome to learn from you about things going into baking and going into the business side of baking, as well as all the fun questions we had and uh, learning about, you know, all the sweets that you like and make and everything that we have done. So we really appreciate you for coming on the pod, Shannon. Well, thank you so much. It's been amazing to watch what you're doing with this podcast, and I can't wait to see who else you bring on and what you do with it. Thank um, you for the opportunity. Absolutely. And you're more than welcome, like we always tell all of our guests, like to come back on, especially you, because maybe in the future we'll have like some shows with other people who have businesses or other people who are interested in like the like a thing with sweets or something like that, and we can combine and have like a combo episode because you That'd were a awesome. great guest, and we thank you for coming on. Yes. So thank you so much. Yes. And we will surprise you with all of our awesome guests in the future because you led me into that <laughs> as we end out here. So we do have much more guests coming on to the show in the future. And we want to thank all of our listeners on the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google um, Anchor, Spotify, as well as our YouTube channel. Wait to the YouTube guests out there if they can see with my background and crazy. So we thank everybody for listening and watching to the show today. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with some more interesting things. And uh, yeah, we might have um, more Haggerty's coming on here in the future. So we thank you all for joining the show. And as always, mic drop. <laughs>